So hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Saladcast for this season with myself, Glyn Price, and not joined by Ollie Warner this week. Um, he missed the Warsaw game, as we said last week, so we decided to record another Price podcast around at my mum and dad's house. So this week I've got my brother, Mike, with me. Hello. And my dad, Mike, hello. with me. <laughs> so two, three prices for the price of one this week. Um, so yeah, so we've just basically got one game left to cover this season, which is the end of season game versus Warsaw, where we helped put them back and down into League One. So just to cover that off, Mike, quite pleasing result at the end of it to get them down. Pleasing result, yeah. <laughs> I heard you refer to it as a game earlier on, but it wasn't much oh, of a dear. spectacle, to be honest. I'm not sure how you're going to get an hour or half an hour out of this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to say then, Dad, no. I'm just surprised Walsall haven't gone down a couple of seasons before. <laughs> They've been uh, poor for three or four seasons. Yep, so. yep. Goodbye, good yep. riddance. <laughs> they don't regard us as a local derby, and that's wrong. <laughs> so they are. Yeah, it is. You, I remember going to a couple of your Walsall games with you, Dad, you got quite het up, so yeah, yeah it's quite stupid. Quite that's <laughs> quite the bad of back of them, but yeah, it's quite interesting. This is the first part of the season covering a competitive game we've done without Ollie. Um, and, and the last time we did that was the first game of the season, so it's kind of come full circle, really. So yeah, um, I'm sure we'll do a good job without Ollie, and uh, yeah, we'll move on to talking about the match. Number four was the end for Hereford. David Walton got it, and it was good night to those Wembley dreams. So the last game of the season, Shrewsbury nil, Warsaw nil, in front of what was touted to be a sellout. It wasn't quite a sellout. I think it was about nine thousand two hundred there, but. We'll come to talk about the fans, both sets of fans, because obviously it was uh, quite an interesting game in terms of what was going on. Um, but in terms of stats, yeah, we obviously ended up finishing only two points clear of relegation zone. And obviously, Walsall went into this game still with a chance of staying up after beating Peterborough 3-0 last week. Um, but they needed a win and a, and a series of results that obviously didn't go their way. So I'll start with the team, really, and ask you guys what you thought about this for the, for the last game of the season, really. But we started with Mitchell and Goal, um, the usual back three of Williams, Waterfall and Beckles. Bolton and Goldborn as the wing-backs, um, central midfield of Doherty, Grant and Norburn, and we played Campbell and Fay up front together for the first time in quite a while. So, I'll start with you, right, really. Mike, were you happy to see us having a go with two strikers up front? Yeah, I was excited to see it. It's the, the best we'd looked all season, I thought, was when we played them against, I think it was Barnsley at home. Yeah. Um, you know, we looked really really direct and really, um, really focused that day. So, I was hoping for more of the same. I mean, as it turned out, we didn't get that, but at least it showed that Ricketts, Wanted to win the game. I think I, I truly believe he would have liked to make the fans happy by rele- by you know scoring enough goals to relegate Warsaw. So yeah. it's good to see him take the game to them. Yeah, and and one of the things sometimes fans ask for Dad is seeing young players in the last game of the season, so you can kind of give them a bit of blood in. But it was probably too big of a game for playing many yeah, of the youth you players. Could, we couldn't it? do that in that game. We wanted a couple three points really from it, and they wanted to win definitely. Yeah. So it was going always going to be a tight game. No, you couldn't blood anybody. No. But what's happened to Payne? <laughs> There's a question. <laughs> you know, they had a chance for him to play him to the, uh, the, that match and no, no, no sign of him. No. What a waste of time bringing him back. It was a bit daft. Well, one of the things that we talked about in the podcast, and I should just say, my dad doesn't regularly listen to the podcast, unlike my mum, so he probably isn't going to know this, but we've talked about the fact that Rickett said when we went to meet him that he was a joker and he was actually good for the morale in the team, so I think that we maybe brought him back just What's for that. What's the point of doing that? You want a player. <laughs> that was what he's just... A waste of money. Yeah, well, say, you know, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to go and crack jokes in the dressing room for a football <laughs> yeah, exactly. next season. If, if he wants one, you know, I'll go in. Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one, hasn't I it? i got a joke book in the cupboard I could take in. <laughs> there you go. So, I got it. We'll go on to the game then. So, uh, one of the things I was interested in, because obviously there's been a big build-up about this and potential for flashpoints and trouble, was it a big policing operation as you came in towards the ground? Yeah, yeah, lots. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we walked up. We, we done, oh, no, we didn't walk up this week, actually. This week, pre-match, we went to the Prince of Wales and got the bus out. Oh, there you go. Which was nice. And on the bus coming in, you could see a lot of police knocking around. But it was, there was, like, quite noticeably a lot of fans knocking around as well. Um, and it was just an atmosphere like, you know, it was... Even even though we were safe, there was definitely some, some edge in the air. Mm. 
Um, which is always nice, I think. Yeah, because end of season games can be dead rubbers a lot of the time, can't they? But actually, yeah. having something like that with having vociferous the Walsall fans, where I saw Lewis Cox saying it was a hell of an atmosphere and probably one of the best we've had at the New Meadow Dad, I don't know, wasn't there? I did, I did think it was a good atmosphere, but I still apprehensive about the way the fans are both at the same end of the, mm, of the ground yeah. it, something's got to be done about that one of these days there will be a massive flashpoint and somebody will invade each other's part of the ground oh. and there will be real trouble they've got to do something Other, either all them people sit down and they <laughs> have the barrier up, or they go up the other end yeah, well, well, the, you've got to remember the, the, the cultural phenomenon of the invisible wall which keeps all hard men away from each other. If, if only you'd come over here, I'll batter you that one. You know, that keeps people apart. I, I reckon Except it'd... if you're the Wolves and when a pre-season match when they all jumped into our yeah, end. you remember that, don't you? I've we seen were, it. Yeah, we were on that. Well, I imagine that you'd have stories to tell us from the 80s when you were going exactly. to the football that would turn our hair out to curl our hair down, to be fair. But, yeah, I, I mean, from everything I read, there wasn't any serious disorder in the stadium and actually there wasn't anything that happened after the match. It was Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit after the match. A little bit, OK. We walked out. The, the area where, the, you know, the steps leading onto Watley Road, the, the you know the walking Shrewsbury fans and the walking Walsall fans are inevitably going to meet there. Yeah, they do. And guarding that potential flashpoint area were two police people. Oh, brilliant! Um, who had a bit of a, a job on their hands keeping the fans separated. <laughs> and it, we stood there about ten minutes waiting for it to clear, and then eventually the, the fans I think got bored and cleared. And then almost immediately after it had cleared, two riot vans full of policemen turned up with nothing to do. Then so it was a bit ridiculous. And then some Shrewsbury fans were, were attacking a bus on Bellevue Road at one point. It was a bit heated after right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't read about it. I that. only saw the trouble where they fighting amongst each other in the ground. Yes. And then I didn't see any after because we always go to Lidl to do our shopping to avoid the queues of the traffic getting out of the ground. So <laughs> we never see any trouble after the game. After there you the go. Game. That's fine. Well, at least there wasn't anything problematic, I suppose, other than a few flashpoints. But yeah, to the game then, I suppose. I mean, I, I should just say what I, what I did really. I, I obviously I was away yurting this week with the family, so I didn't didn't listen to the game, didn't have any phone signal, so just followed it mm-hmm. a little bit on Twitter um, yeah so everything I've read post-match seems like it was a game of two halves and, and apparently yeah. the first half was our better half so you know, I don't know Mike do you want to start running through some of the key moments from that half or how we played yeah it was classic town this, this season to be honest you know like you said we had the good half first half um, I don't know what he says to him at half time but we need to sort that out <laughs> in the first season uh, we started well um, you know the atmosphere was up so the key thing to, to start really was to was to try and dominate the ball a bit which I think we tried to do and take the sting out of Warsaw's um, I suppose the way they try and attack the game, and they look—they look nervous as well. They look like a team who were trying not to get relegated. Mm. Um, so they—they—they they, they seemed a little bit unsure on the ball. So we were knocking around quite nicely. Um, I can remember an early chance where Faye got down the channel um, and it got knocked out for a corner. And the resulting corner—I mean, Bolton had a header that was basically cleared off the line. He stoops in nicely and gets it right down at the keeper's feet. Mm. Um, and I think it might be the defender that hacked it away. Mm. Um, and and that sort of got us thinking. Oh, perhaps. We can get an early goal, an early couple of goals, and really lord it over them. Um, and that's kind of what this game missed. In actual fact, is is us scoring a goal to really say, you know, we sent them down. I, I feel a little bit like we were present while they went down. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Um, no so, but yeah, we started quite well, I thought. And you know, there was there was another moment which I think was a bit later on in the half where um, somebody sent Campbell away, and he was absolutely clear with his, with his pace. And we were about three on one at the back. Norburn was screaming down his right hand side and he was he was wide open and Campbell just had to set himself and play a real calm ball through to Norman and he actually punted it out for a goal kick I think oh, and he got a little bit excited um, and it wasn't Campbell's best game I don't think for us at the no. weekend he, no. um, he looked like he was trying to finish on a goal and he was snatching at a few things um, but you can't argue with his contribution this season so I'll let him off I think yeah yeah 
So yeah, I did. I did read a little bit about Campbell and, and how he played in the game, and, and wasn't one of his best. I suppose maybe his mind was sort of focused on on leaving us, and probably wanted to do, maybe do a little bit too well. But you were definitely talking before we started recording, Dad, about his yeah. selfishness. He had, he had two chances on two breakaways. The, the Doherty <laughs> one was the easiest chance, and like Mike said, he did put it straight out for a corner, and then put his head in his hands and almost stuck his head in the in the ground. But uh, the first <laughs> the first chance it was equally as good, and he did exactly the same. He Went across the ball and he just kicked it straight at the defender. The defender just smashed it out for a mm. throw in. Mm. So he did have a poor game, I thought. But overall, have you been? Overall, he's been all right this season. Yeah, he's yeah. been decent, he's hasn't been he? Decent, I suppose. Yeah. But they have their ups and downs. Don't they? They're not yeah. playing in League One for a reason, are they? I suppose. Um, but in terms of in terms of that, not many more chances, I suppose, Mike. Yeah, one had a, 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 there was a Campbell shot that um, it deflected and came to Doherty I think it was and he, he controlled a volley at the goalkeeper but it, there wasn't a lot of effort in mm. it so the, the, the keeper snaffled that up quite nicely but it was uh, it was, a, it was a, a game where I don't think Walsall created a chance in the first half yeah, I'm right. surprised if, if there was one on the stats we really controlled it we looked completely untroubled at the back and we were we, the guys we sit by we were quite surprised how little they've they'd come to play you know what I mean? how little they're interested they looked and there was more action going on in the stands like we said with their fans than there was on the pitch <laughs> a lot more fight in there um, and that probably came out of the frustration that they just turned up and they didn't look like they were trying to save themselves um, but that definitely changed second half I think Would you, if you we were in the reverse situation Dad away at Walsall last day of the season going to get you know a win to keep us up would you have been disappointed in that first half if you had played like Walsall if you'd have played like Walsall definitely but their fans were fantastic they really? never stopped singing all the way through yeah they, but, but the second half changed completely. Mm. We'll, take we'll come to that. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, they, they didn't turn up to play in the first half. I think they were nervous. Yeah, it must have been. Definitely. And then when, they, when they went in at half-time, they must have saw the results coming through mm. at half-times and they, and they just come out for it in the second half, getting all together. It's true enough. At half-time, the results weren't too bad for them. No, they were, they was all, I mean, all the way through the afternoon, just we won't probably talk about the minutiae of how it happened for Walsall because we're not a Walsall podcast, but there were moments where a goal in a couple of games here or there yeah. and if they'd have got the win, they would have stayed up on goal difference. And yeah. So they, they were never out of it really until maybe a bit later on in the second half, which we'll come to. Cause and I think that, was, that, that sort of uh, the, the, the movement in the situation was really transferring onto the pitch because... We'd have the town fans singing "Only One Argyle" when, when oh, right, okay. and then and then all of a sudden you'd hear a roar come out of the of ripple across the Warsaw end where somebody'd get a text that somebody was was losing. On, oh, I like that. And so you were really getting a sort of a live feel of the of the fan bases <laughs> during the match, <laughs> which is really good. And I'd say a note for our fans actually, because we started well, like nineteen were, were flying, nineteen yep. and eighteen basically standing up for the first twenty minutes, giving the Warsaw pelters. Um, and safe standing looked like it was rocking as well. And mm-hmm. I, I think our fans were really good on Saturday. It helps with a full house, but I think we, you know, certainly first off, we were really, really keen to sort of twist the knife on Warsaw. I think. Mm. It, it's talking about attendance is really to get nine thousand two hundred is always fantastic for us to almost fill the stadium or whenever we fill it. And it's interesting, Dad. We talked to us in the podcast last week, but I haven't really talked to you about this. But we've got a higher average home attendance this season in terms of the yeah, games than we did last year. And what, what do you put that down to, really? Do you think it's the fact that the clubs finally got to grips with? getting fans of maybe a better match day experience or is it just because we were good last season we sold more season tickets I don't know what? <laughs> I have no idea why we've got more this season it's really strange to me it's odd, isn't it the football's been dire <laughs> why are people turning up I mean this season I've actually literally because your mum was cold in one weekend we went early another time I wanted to go early and she Aww. didn't die it's been 
awful to watch. There's been some terrible games, and particularly, you know, our home form has been better. You should be glad you didn't come to as many away exactly. games. Exactly, I'm as glad they didn't go so many this year. Or <laughs> any. But yeah, I mean, it's, and so it is good that we were sort of. Start, I mean, you know, we we talked about last season in terms of you think we've now got a, a burger van, we can get some proper food there. We've got mm. a pre-match bar. You know, there are a lot of sort of you know we can get off Hotley Road a bit easier. You can get out of the car park a bit quicker in your parking space, Dad. So no, that's fine. Uh, I, we go to little now. I just said. <laughs> Oh, it dear. saves the stress. It's all about systems, isn't it? You've got to have a system. I, I think you put the, an argument about why the crowds are up is that last season, uh, the, the good performance of last season built a lot of uh, yeah. good routines mm. for people. So mm. people are used to going to football after last season. True enough. And that's kind of sometimes a hard, it, it's a hard habit to break. But once it's broken, it doesn't come back. Yeah, we're talking about so, that. But I think so. I think last season got a lot of people enthused, and sometimes that can take two or three seasons to wear off. So mm. hopefully they can capitalise on that again next season and try and keep that momentum building. Can't yeah, and we talked about the safe standing being part of yeah. r- for people to go back to their old routine. They, people love standing, don't they? You know, we, yeah. we all stood on the riverside, but obviously as you get older, you quite like sitting in the middle now. We all, we all do. But there are people that have probably come back for the safe standing, or there's a new group of sort of younger fans that are congregating there now, and they're growing, you know, bigger and bigger. You see them as mm. a separate core at away games now, which is interesting. Interesting. You haven't oh, seen right. that so much this season, so um, I think that's fantastic as well. So I think it's a combination of things, really, and maybe maybe something for us to look at in the end of season review. But oh yeah, back to the game, I suppose. Half time, so yeah, nil nil. I suppose were you thinking, well, we've, we were at the edge there. We should really find a goal at some point and, and put it to bed. Yeah, I rushed down for a pint because it was going to be busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, a lot of the chat at half time was we've got to get one here, and then we can really put them to the sword. And we just didn't want to take a foot off the gas because, which we actually did, but we didn't want that to happen because again, we just wanted to win the game. Mm. But um, one thing we didn't see was Sadler come. We didn't see it coming with Sadler coming on yeah, at half time. Shocking. Um, which apparently Waterfall was injured, but I'd like to have thought that it was a nice nod to Matt Sadler's. Time I hope so. Time. Yeah. I mean- um, but what he's, he's come out after the match and said that he didn't get on with Ricketts. Yeah, we're going so. to cover a bit of that at the yeah. end of the podcast because um, he's, he's made some pretty interesting comments and also you know he's a bit of a club beginning towards get a club legend with a lot of people. So, but me and Dad were talking about this before we started recording, and, and you really like Matt Sadler, and I think you I were, do. you were glad to see him at least get that last run out. Yeah, he's he's been a good servant of the club. He's a bit uh, suspect against a real stocky centre forward. I yeah. think he gets bullied off the ball, but he's faster than waterfall. He can turn and get back. Waterfall is a camel. Sooner we, sooner we get rid of him, the better. I know he's, I know he's a mate of Ricketts, but he's got to go. He's hopeless. The amount of mistakes he makes during the match is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's made a lot, hasn't he? And I, I tried to put the argument in there that he's got better as the season's gone oh. on. But then, obviously, we had that home game. What was it? Two weeks ago, where him and Be- Beckles decided to have the comedy well, show, and it's, so it was it's, a ridiculous. It's match. still there. But did he make on Waterfall? Then did he make any clear errors in this game, or was he, it just? Solid. No, he was solid. He was solid as he can be against a team that really didn't play for no, So he didn't have a lot to do. And I no, thought, actually, I thought Sadler played really well when he came on. Yeah, he played all right. I yeah. thought he he was calm. He was assured. He was talking to Beckles, and yeah. he was everything I I thought that we'd been missing from Matt Sadler's team. Now, admittedly, he's playing against a poor side. Yeah. But second half, Warsaw bombarded us at times, and Sadler stood up to everything. He put his body on the line. He won plenty in the air. And I just thought, God, we would have been better off with him in the team than Waterfall, I think, this season. Mm. But I think, you know, there's this... I keep reading this stat about Waterfall that he's got the most headed challenges in the league. Yep. But he literally goes to win everything with his head. <laughs> Any can. ball that's dropping around him in a six-foot radius, ten-foot radius, he will run at it and he will throw it his head at it. It might be a foot off the ground, it might be ten-foot off the ground. Yeah, he did and, one of them Saturday. And if you try and win everything with your head, you're inevitably going to end up with heading stats that are higher <laughs> than everybody yeah. else. But the ones that he misses... He's then completely out of position on and just seeing Sadler slotting there and he was a lot more in position and it, it all seemed a little bit more cohesive back there but you know it's it's one forty five minutes of football I'm not saying Sadler's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the other thing got about Waterfall is his distribution is poor he never plays a good ball mm. he'll look up and he'll, you can see a ball 
he can't see it. He'll just bang, sent up it goes towards the centre forward space. He, he just can't pick a decent pass. Mm. So he's, oh no, he's no good. Scores he's got scores goals there. Yeah, well, <laughs> well it's funny, funny you say that actually because it was a stat that came out today that obviously you do fantasy Premier League and you get points for clean sheets and, and scoring goals. Mm. And if you did that based on the, every player in League One, Luke Waterfall would be in the team of the year because of the goals he scored and, no. the, and the clean sheets. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong. Who so knows? yeah, it's, it's an interesting one and it's a debate that rages. I know we have we have a lot of discussion on Twitter with the Salopcast account and my Blue and Amber account about Waterfall. It seems to be a recurring theme. I keep coming back to the point that he isn't going anywhere. Dad, as much as you say, get rid of him. He's he's got two years left on his contract. He's got the longest contract of anyone at the club at the moment, and he, you more know, it's, he's more likely that Beckles goes in the summer. I reckon. I think they'll build around Waterfall. And as I said last week, and, and I think a lot of people will probably agree, and some people will disagree, but it is a risk to build around Waterfall. He's jelly legs. Mm. He can't turn. He can't get back. He's too <laughs> slow. I think we're going to do this to death at the end of the yeah. season podcast, but um, we'll come back to that next week. But yeah, so Sally came on at half time, and then uh, you know you talked about Waterfall getting better. Better, but did we sit back? Did we just turn off, or was it the fact that they just seemed extra motivated? They seemed extra motivated, yeah, um, as typical with this team this season. We tired fairly mm, quickly. Interesting. The sun was out the weekend. It was cold, but you know some of our guys wilted in the heat a little bit. <laughs> oh my! The direct sun. <laughs> um, so I think it was a combination of Warsaw really scrapping for their lives. Actually, they must have had a, a rollick in it after mm, mm. they saw the, some of the results were going in their favour. So they stepped it up, and I don't think we had another gear really. I think it was the last game of the season. I think we were just trying to get through it. I mean. In the last 10 minutes, we were taking it to the corners. Yeah, I read for that. For a nil-nil. Ridiculous. With Walsall. <laughs> I know we wanted him to go down, but I was I was a little bit... It was the limit of ambition that got me there. Oh, you know? man, that's not great, is it? And yeah. I mean, we've got a few points that Ollie made. Fair play to Ollie. He's a good lad. He still did the agenda, even though he's good not lad. here. So, yeah, that, that was nice of him. But there was a couple of moments. Again, Mike, you won't, won't want to run through these comments because you were there, but I, I you know, obviously didn't see them. But, you know, there was a moment where Axel Norburn did well and they had a good chance to score. One of their good chances in that half. Yeah, so there, there was a, a moment where... Well, I think it was um, Norburn got tackled and Sadler put out for throw. Anyway, the ball ended up coming in. And Mitchell really got under it, yeah. and he and he and he went to catch it, and then he changed his mind. One of those ones where the keeper changes their mind and tries to punch it, but it's a bit too late. Yeah. Got absolutely no distance on it at all, and um, we were lucky enough to concede then because the shot went just wide from from the Warsaw striker, and then that seemed to be the start of a, of a series of corners from Warsaw where. I think Mitchell did a bit better, but we defended them well. And there was a few times we throw bodies in front of blocks, and they were building up a bit of a head of steam. That's mm-hmm. when their fans started really getting into it. And there were moments where we were thinking, "Oh, we, you know, what what an end to the season! We're going to lose. Warsaw are going to stay up." You know, oh, it was no. it was a bit of a a, a moment of, of reflection, I think, on that one. Um, well, I didn't think we were going down because the guy sitting next to me, he's like he's like Glenn. He's got his phone out all the time. Oh no, oh, no, no! So and so, so and so scored, and blah blah. I'm, look, I'm trying to watch the game and he's get, telling, telling me all these stats about uh, they're definitely going down. I'm thinking, well, it would be nice if just I could watch the game and, and have a surprise at the end of it, but no. This is why I don't sit next to Dad very often anymore yeah, with the exactly. amount of tweeting I do. It's, um, yeah, I, I was going to ask Dad about Mitchell, actually, because you know, I've spoken to you about this at the match, Mike, but you know, in terms of goalkeepers, obviously Mitchell's come in late on. We had Arnold, we had, we had, um, we had some Coleman at the start of the we? season. Oh, back we've had good keepers. But yeah. in terms of Mitchell, if you were offered him for a full season long loan next season, would you take him or would you think there's better out there? I don't think he's good enough. Okay. He's kicking out of, out of his hands. The amount of times he, he, he kicks out for a throw, straight out for a throw-in, yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, even the the, the, uh, the guys on the field are saying to him, what are you doing? he got their hands up saying, get it down the middle a bit. <laughs> Stra- always, take to the wing and out. Yeah. Oh, dear. I think, well, he's, I think he's, then. he's under orders to pick out the wingman, but yeah, he's quite not, quite, not quite accurate enough. But no. I think it was probably one of your least well-respected takes that. I take him next. You, you yeah, said it to I us thought, last week, didn't you? Yeah, he was all right for a few weeks in a row, and then... 
Yeah, I think the, the mistakes we made when them ones where when Beckles and Watford got confused those two goals, he could definitely have done better with them, and it yeah. made me sort of have a you know. I think basically I said that just before we started making mistakes, yeah, didn't I? We were winning. So. But I mean, he's only young, and it's hard to come into a team yeah. with three or four games left to go. So I think there's better out there, and I think there's better out there that we can get permanent. I think, I think, yeah, I would like to get us three new keepers, personally. Yeah. I, mean, I know Arnold's under contract, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not Is sure. He? Yeah, yeah but he's got the rest of he's got another year left in his contract, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so series of water corners, and then Town created a couple of chances from what, from what I read in the second half. Um, yeah, there was a. I remember Lauren had a decent chance towards the end. Um, tried to curl one in top left corner, but yeah, didn't, right. didn't quite get enough on it, did he? And then yeah, there was a, f- a few other. Uh, Somebody but, flashed one over the bar as well. Yeah, it might have been Doherty, maybe. Doherty, it was, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it, it got a bit scrappy then. I think yeah. Walsall started trying to buy free kicks to load the big lads forward. They they must have finished the game with four strikers on plus <laughs> two attacking midfielders. They took like, full backs and centre halves. And were they diving around to get free kicks near the end, Dad? Just yeah. to bump it in there. Well, they were, but uh, they were doing it in silly places. They weren't really making any mm, really yeah. pressure on the goals. And, and they had lots of corners, and that was our that was the biggest amount of pressure we had on us corners because mm. we don't defend them well. They probably but the we team. did. We did it. We did. I was going to say the only team I've seen worse at corners than we are. I think. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching Wally. Um, I'd lost count how many corners we had. It must have been a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Know. I should have looked at the stats. Really. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then yeah, I read there were some flares on the pitch at one point. Was that very exciting? One blue, one amber. Was it? Stuff. it was yeah, about, yeah. Three flares came on altogether. Oh goodness! One at the start. One come there. on. One one guy come on with a bucket of water and put the first one in. But then two others come on later, and they just picked them up. Took guy came on in his oven gloves, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Been cooking on. a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he probably from from the catering van. You understand, didn't yeah. he? And uh, there we go. And then we were talking again before we started, Dad. You'd made an observation, and I went back and read the match report on the Shrewsbury website about this because you were adamant that we played the last six odd minutes with about ten men. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, well, I, I read the match report, and it never said anything about that. And, and then you came over, Mike, and you were like, yeah, it's right. Yeah. So that was a bit of a weird one, Dad. You, you were keen eye there to spot that. Well, I just saw a player disappearing down the tunnel because I sit right opposite the tunnel. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, I counted on the pitch. And I said to your mum, count the players. She said 10 as well. So I knew it was only 10 on the pitch. And I know we'd made the three subs. So yeah. I thought, bloody Nora, it's typical, isn't it? Yeah, and then that, in the last six minutes, we they could have scored against us with the, yeah. with the X man, but luckily they didn't. Yeah, fair play. Well, more credible, I suppose, to get through that yeah. period with only yeah. 10 men yeah. and keep us. Actually, is, is Goldborn under contract next season? Because it was him who went off. And yeah. I wonder if that's the last we've seen of him. So, no, I believe that Goldborn is out of contract uh, in the summer. I think he signed until the end of this season. So, it doesn't necessarily mean he won't be here. You know, there's a, there's a chance that Ricketts will want to offer him a deal. Um, obviously, he brought him in. So, mm-hmm. potentially, we might see him again. But I, I don't think, I mean, as, as a family conversation we have around here on Sundays, I don't think either of you are too impressed with Goldborn, are you? Not particularly impressed no. with him at all, no. no. Like, I, I think when he started got... getting his fitness, he started, he started showing what he was capable of. He's certainly better than Haynes. Um, yeah. he's not a wing back no he's a full back I think more likely so it depends on the system we're playing next season but if, if we're playing wing backs we can do better but he's not a bad backup he's a decent a, a, well by all accounts he brought him in because he's a good character again so mm. you know mm, I don't know not so convinced Dad or not no we've had better in the last few years at the club so yeah. no. no you can pick better players than him up yeah possibly we'll have to see yeah, what he does in the summer it's all a poor coding what is choice of players is going to be like and, and what contacts he's got around the league because yeah, yeah. coming from a lower division you can't draw on p- players from a lower division expect them to do well in our, in our division mm, it's a risk not, it's a risky thing and so hopefully he's got good contacts with 
Welsh players that he's known in the past. Teams he played with. Teams he's played with. That's hope. Well, you look at bringing Rashawn Williams in. You've got to say that you know mm. that's the quality of player that, that you was hope. A good, that was a good buy. Uh, yeah. Did he, did he do him though, or was that Brian? I, I don't know. It was quite a long time after the window opened, wasn't it? So yeah. I suspect that he was involved in it. But if he's got contacts at clubs, bigger clubs like that where he can yeah. get some sort of quality in like that, then we, we might be you know heading in the right direction. We 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 looked at the this winter transfer window recently in, in one of the podcasts, and when you look at it, actually a few of them didn't go very well. You know what happened with Edwards has not been great. Mm. And obviously, you said Payne has already played. Reece, Charles Cook was a bit of a pointless signing, oh, and so some of them weren't great. So it's still hard to judge him on one window, isn't it? He needs at least you know at the end of the summer and see how those players settle before you can judge what he's like in the transfer market. But yeah, we'll have to see that. Yeah. So there we go. Six minutes of injury time with ten, six minutes of time with ten men, and the, and the whistle went. And I don't know what was the reaction at the end like. You know, I'm assuming Warsaw fans uh, sort of went a bit crazy, or was they were they quite strong with their team? Say so yeah. at least they tried hard. I, don't I know. was amazed. They they. They looked like they Lord. They, they could have been promoted. They, yeah. they, they, they all like clapped him to really a man su- off the pitch, really, really supportive. supportive. And I, I was sat next to our friend Jerry, and I said, "If that was me, I'd be absolutely <laughs> bollocking. We just got relegated." Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, maybe they're more supportive bunch than we are because if that had been the town fans, it would have been booing and shaking a fist. But they, they were they, they were they were quite supportive actually. But on the town very fans, supportive. On the town fans, they were good on the day as well, weren't they? And at the end, I yeah. suppose everyone stopped and gave them a good clap for, for well, at least at least a good cup run and a couple of decent results that kept us up when we needed to. But yeah. the only thing wrong with the end of the season bit um, on Saturday was the uh, the wait between the players coming going yeah. off and then the players coming back on. It was about a five minute wait. Yeah. And when I looked around, most of the most of the ground had emptied. It's exactly last the year? same as the end of the season last year, and they go down the tunnel. They should all just stay in the middle of the pitch, and that would keep people in the ground. Yeah. Wait for the opposition team to clear, and then immediately do a. But they seem to have to go down the tunnel to coordinate this announcement back on the pitch, and they put a song on, and then they put another song on it. Oh, all a bit tin pot. Just like just do the tour when there's the majority of people yeah. still there. Because if I'm a Shrewsbury Town player and I've played a full season, and say something like Dockett, who's, who's run through brick walls for us at times, He's been good, hasn't yeah. had a bad season, and he comes out, and there's maybe. From a nine thousand crowd, there's maybe eighteen hundred people left. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's not brilliant. Not very good. Did you both hang around? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, but we they need around, to yeah. like whoever organised that at the club needs to coordinate cool. that far better because it's it's rubbish basically. I think. Yeah, yeah. We, we said the same thing on the podcast last year, so yeah. they obviously didn't listen. <laughs> it would be good if they could go up some steps like they do at Wembley, and we have to roll. We've got to win some just, just yeah. under just under Roland there. Line up and and everybody could come on the pitch and give them a oh, good cheer. They don't cheer. want people on the pitch. Why not? Mm, I doubt it. They won't hurt. I actually think that's a, that would be a better way to end the season. But uh, but, but it would be a bit of a damp squib dab when you've had a season that we've just yeah had. yeah. It was good last year when we were celebrating. But people like to get on the pitch no matter what. <laughs> if they could get on the pitch and and just make a name, say you can all come on the pitch. Please please be careful with it. Don't dig clods up. Just come on the yeah, pitch. It's and, worth come and, and the players will line up on the balcony and we'll. You I can think after this season, Brian, after this season, I don't have to go and applaud the players. They they should come and applaud me <laughs> in my seat for sticking with it all season. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. That's that's the season though. I mean, great. I mean, we've sort of talked about Walter really, and I thought you know we normally talk about the opposition, but I think that overall we can just say they were very disappointing for this for the for the, for the position they were in. Really, I yeah, think. they were rubbish. They had one big striker, was a bit of a lump, and he was pretty huge. Cook, like yeah, none of them really stood out. That cook, he made a nuisance of himself, but he's terrible. Like, yeah, apparently, yeah, uh, quite a few town fans were saying that I read that he sort of player we should go and have a look oh, at. He's Is stinking. he better or worse than Holloway though? Or the shop? 
Like he was no worse than Holloway. Like he's no better. He was just another scored, big lump of a striker in the lower league. He scored more goals. The shops better than him. Ah, oh. <laughs> you, you won't get away with saying that on my podcast. Right, no, the shop. Um, in terms of top threes, then for, for you two at the game, um, and this can actually decide who wins our Salad Cast Player of the Season. So I won't announce what changes it's made, but I'll, I'll let I'll let you guys go through it. So yeah, Dad, you only picked two. Um, you went for Norbert. Well, I'm first. hedging now because I, I think, like Mike said, when um, Sadler come on, okay. I was only giving it on the full match, but he did play well when he came on, so I'll go for third one, Sadler. Okay, so you went Norburn first, yeah. Bolton, Bolton second, and Sadler first. So yeah. what? what back, we've already mentioned Norburn, but what, what impressed you about Norburn in the game? Norburn is a consistent player. I, I wasn't too impressed with him when he came, but he's very skillful. He, he can read a game well. Definitely. Uh, against Oxford, when he went off, the Fair game part. changed completely, We were, and that's why we lost, because he went off. Yeah. He's a good, consistent player, knows the game, and keeps everybody enthusiastic around him, and Runs the game well. Yeah, and so, that's the sort of player you like. Good player. You've gone Bolton second as well, and he's pretty yeah, similar, he's isn't he? He's a similar player, yeah. yeah. Very consistent, and he's obviously out of contract. You'd, you'd want to oh, keep him? You've got to keep him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you've obviously given Sadler third as well, and we've, we've yeah. talked about Sadler during the game. And Mike, you were pretty similar. Do you want to run through yours? Yeah, I, I picked Norban. I think uh, the podcast I was on early in the season, I was quite negative about Norban. You were going to slate him, yeah. I was slating him, and I said he had a bad attitude, but he's, he's turned me around completely this season. I would say... He's the guy we need to build that team around next season. Yeah, I agree and, with you. And I think that the turnaround for me mm. happened around the time where you were saying on the podcast, somebody's got to stand up and put their balls on the line. And he did. And he's the guy that did it. He got the armband. And I think, um, yeah, on Saturday, again, he was just he was the guy that, that ran the show for us. Everything good that we do kind of comes through him. He's got a great range of passing. But his, his on-pitch attitude seems to have changed. He's very much more encouraging with the players around him mm. and a good communicator now. And I think you read Rickett saying he's come out of himself. And I, I think you can see it on the pitch. So, yeah, he was my man in the match. I picked Rashawn Williams second because we didn't have a huge amount to do at the back, but I just think he's a classy operator and he's, he's got good distributing. And I think between Norbin and Williams, that's the spine we've got to build around next season. And if Faye stays, that's that's the, the core of the team and you need to build around that. Yep. Wally on one wing. There's but something to build around. Yeah, there's, there's plenty to build around there. Um, and then I went for Sadler third sentimentally, but I did think he was good when he came on. Yeah. I, I can't believe we're getting rid of him. Yeah, we will touch on that a little bit more. I mean, I'll, I'll just run through the Sam Ricketts comments at the end now. Um, so he sort of said he thought the performance was one of tiredness at the very end of a long campaign. Thought the first half was okay, and then said in the second half we never got going, and there are really no excuses for that. Um, he said, speaking to the lads after the game, they're exhausted after a long season. To their credit, we made sure that they didn't concede. Now, go through those first three comments are all about tiredness and fitness, and yeah. it's something I've obviously mentioned to you too when we went to see Sam Ricketts. He was very clear that one of the things he lamented when he started working at this football club was that Askey had left these guys in an unfit state to continue the rest of the season at a high level. And, you know, maybe he's just trying to hammer that point home. I mean, you don't, do you not buy that, Dad? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Walsall are fighting for their lives and they're not tired yeah true enough come on that's just an excuse that gives you an extra edge though doesn't it I cannot believe a manager comes out and says my top players are tired at the end of the season every team in the league is tired at the end Mm, of the season but I can see it because we've had players who've only been able to play 60 minutes all season like Holloway and Campbell Campbell's only just tired these guys are not as fit as the team we watched last season there's absolutely no 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 chance if you had a a fitness test between last season's team and this season's team well, get Chris. Night and day. What was his name? Chris Get back. Yeah. Something's got to change. And, and I the guy's when, working just down the road. I remember when when Ricketts took over. One of his standout quotes to me was, "You'll never see a team that I put out give less than a hundred percent effort." I think I'm almost yet to see a team he's put out give a hundred percent effort. But <laughs> but that's due to the fitness levels he seems to have inherited. Yeah. Now the big acid test is 
the first 10-15 games next season yep. what's the run rate like are we scoring late goals are we conceding late goals are we flying into tackles or are we second to the ball are we, are we, are we not catching the dropping ball and that's going to be the telltale sign whether he's got to the root of this fitness problem so hmm. you know he gets to summer he gets to pre-season but that's a, that's a massive thing he's got to sort yeah. summer he is a well-versed manager he knows all about keeping players fit he knows how to motivate people he, he has I mean Drones flying over the training grounds. He, he knows all the modern coaching techniques. He's done it all at an international level. You're trying to tell me <laughs> that it's the fitness level, and he hasn't been able to put a finger on it and find out why they're not fit. I That's don't. Why he knows why they're not fit? They, I don't believe it. For a minute. It's too late in the season. You've got to work on the tactics during the week and try and get them fitter than they were last week. You, there's not enough hours in the day, and you're just going to end up with. A tired team again. We've been behind the eight ball. It's a hard, it's a hard question to ask you. And one of the other points about fitness and and using it as an excuse a little bit more than maybe you'd want to hear is that he brought in a load of players in the January transfer window, and a majority of them, majority of them were fit. So it was a bit of a swings and roundabout. If you wanted a fit team, Goldborn. Campbell, none of them had played a single minute Charles in Cook. football. Yeah, 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 hardly any of them. No. So it's, it's an interesting debate. And again, it's one that kind of encapsulates the Rickett period, really. And, but for me, I think Mike's right in that he got he got a safe just yeah. about, you know, with two points. Just but about. he earns the chance to prove whether he can yeah. walk the tour he that he's right, been he's given a chance so, next Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, but not all fans agree with that. There's quite, no. there's still quite a lot on the fence anyway. But I'll read the rest of his comments. He said, uh, ultimately, it was a good point. Um, it was really important we didn't concede. Uh, we didn't get the win that we wanted, but it was a decent way to end to the season um, after what's been a difficult season. Um, he said he was pleased with his defeat te- team defensively and was happy with the goalkeeper's contribution. Mitchell's only had one one-on-one to save to make, um, and he had numerous long balls thrown to him, which he did okay with. There were three or four fouls that should have been given. The ref didn't really know what was happening. So many bodies in the box. Like I said, we had to throw our bodies on the line. Now the players can rest. They have given everything to the cause. We achieve what we need uh, with a game to spare, which is disappointing. We just didn't get the win today. The support, and then he, uh, it wasn't just this comment he made, but he made several comments to lots of different media outlets, and since then as well. Obviously, it's been a couple of days since the game. Um, support has been fantastic, helped push us on in times when we've struggled. It's been a season of highs and lows, but he was it was very clear to say that the, he. I think coming from Wrexham, where obviously they're, they're a vociferous fan base, but there's less of them now, and it's in a stadium that's you know disparate. Yeah. One end is never open anymore. That Fast. famous famous yeah. end is now completely shut. Shame. And obviously coming here, where you've got a smaller stadium, compact, if you will, isn't mm. it? And it's it's been six, seven thousand most weeks at home. I think he can really see that if we can get ourselves going like we have with the safe standing now, it really is something that can push us on as a team. You know, having that twelfth man is yeah. a, is a big thing, isn't it? So it, he's been and at this a sports awards night, which we haven't talked about, but we will talk about at some point. And obviously you went to the corporate one, Dad, with Mum, didn't you? You got an invite no, to that. No, I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go. Mum went to it, didn't she? Mom but yeah. in both of those, he came across really as, as a very nice bloke. But he also came across as someone who cares about getting people's opinions. And I believe he talked to all the tables at the corporate one. At the fans one that I went to, he talked really well and was really positive about the fans. He may be just pandering, the opposite of ASCII, but from well, my, he seems like an honest bloke. That's what I'd say. On Friday, I played in the Chris Smith Memorial Golf Day. Oh, you did, yeah. And Sam Ricketts came and gave the prizes out. No, see, that hasn't happened for a long yeah, time. And, and he came and there was a bit of an auction afterwards. Fair and play. he saw how the auction went. He stayed there and he handed out the gifts and stuff. And then at the end of the auction, he um, he offered up another prize. I think it was a surprise to the organisers. Uh, the prize was for two people to go in pre-season, wow. have breakfast with the squad, watch huh. training, understand how they do things, look at all the sort of the behind-the-scenes operation. And I thought that was brilliant. It went for about 250 quid in the end, I think. Um, you didn't win it then. 
<laughs> Nowhere near me. I, I didn't even stop in it for that one. But, um, that was an auction. That was yeah, it was an auction. But it was really personable. And one, one, of, one of the other auction lots was a, a signed Joe Hart Burnley shirt. And somebody shouted out, hey, you want to keep hold of that? I think he's our keeper next season. <laughs> and he sort of laughed and he sort of went, oh, I wish. Like, we're getting him. But That sounds like better prizes than the corporate one. Mum, yeah. was, mum was telling me there was a there was a, some sort of auction at the corporate and the season awards do. Dad's getting the book now. And it had no shoes with town memorabilia in it. Great. Which, which seems mental, but seems like a bit of a con. The whole thing seems a bit corporate yeah, to me. That it one was a corporate... Corporate she wasn't, company she, came in. She wasn't very happy when we talked to her, but yeah. there you go. Um, it's quite all common with this family, really. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not happy. Unit E9, Holly Farm, <laughs> Business Park, Kenilworth. Oh, well, just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Charity Fundraising Auction Company.co. Yeah, it's just a load just of to con. Get someone into it. But, the, but uh, that's interesting what you say about the golf day, because I wasn't aware of that, but I've done the Christmas golf day with you the last yep. few years, and almost no one from the club's turned Brian up. Brian came a couple of years ago. Brian's come at the end, hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. none of the squad or the players, and previously, previous to that, when Chris Smith was running it years ago, they used yeah. to often get players playing in it, so it's nice that you came along. And Jamie Edwards was playing it. James, always, Jamie yeah. always does, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I didn't know that. There we go. That's it. End of end of the game. End of the season. So yeah, we we finish on a on a on a point. Um, on a low. We finish on a low. You think it was a low in general? Oh yeah. Getting them down. I'd have disappointed after last year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We. It's best not to compare this season with last cool. season. You'll you'll do yourself a mischief. But yeah. we'll wrap that bit up now, and then we'll move on to a bit of sound news and uh, have a quick chat about uh, a couple of other things. Well, that's bounced kindly here, and Sadler's gone through, and Sadler saved by Hart. Denies his old club. First moment of real danger for West Ham. Right, so we're going to talk about Matt Sadler now, and then this lad signing here, we probably haven't got much to say on that. I was going to just get Dad's observations on the season in general, so I'll cut you off there, because I want to just give you no, that. Sorry, yeah. The main bit of sad news that we've alluded to throughout the podcast is obviously that Matt Sadler has announced that he's going to leave the club. Um, and it's interesting, you know, sometimes you get to the end of the season and the player's not offered terms, and, and you know, you kind of feel like they, they also think it's probably best that they moved on. It happens more often than not with players for us, but you definitely don't get that vibe with Matt Sadler because of the way he's been talking, you know. I think it was basically saying things along the line of if, if it had been offered a deal, I would have signed it. I'm moving on, but not because I want to, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So it is a shame because he's obviously got a real connection with the fans. But um, in his interview, he shared that it had been a difficult season and he'd had no consistency. Um, and he was also clear that he thinks the club should be challenging at the highest end of the league, um, obviously following on from what we did last year. So he's obviously got high expectations. Um, and as I said, his contract expired. He wanted to stay, but unfortunately he'll be leaving and he will not be retiring. He's looking for a new club. So... Will he get a League One club? Who knows? You know, there's a, there's a fair shout he might. Um, so we, we've kind of kind of had a little bit of thought on it, but you know, in general, we're all quite sad to see him go. But mm. do you think it will be a loss, Mike, really, to the club to not keep him because he hasn't played this season? It's funny because Ricketts' big thing about when he arrived, there was no characters in the dressing room, there was mm. no leaders, and they, I don't think you can say that about Matt Sadler. He's quite clearly a leader by being club captain. And yeah. you've looked at some of the um, sort of the glowing references that some of the, the players still at the club, like Beckles. Um, have said about him since he's since he's announced he's leaving. This you know they they've really helped him develop, and I'm I'm surprised that he wants to chuck out such a character like that. My only thought it must be that he's maybe too strong a character, or perhaps he's mm. he's he has ideas about how it should be going one way. Maybe going back to what they did under Hurst, that's slightly different to what Rickett wants to do. So maybe there's been a clash in, in approaches or a clash in, in styles because he is quite a strong character in the dressing room and club captain. Maybe he had a bit bit too much to say for Ricketts but either way I think it's a shame he's going you know, like you say we don't have players stick around long nowadays no. and you know after him who's the next longest sim player Wally. Wally obviously but after that are we Beckles, Beckles yeah. I'd imagine yeah and, and it's, it, going to you dad I suppose you know Mike's right in terms of longevity at the football club and since we moved to the New Meadow which is now 12-13 years no one's played more games for us as a, no, as a player than Matt Willi- uh, than he's Matt been Sadler. a great servant and it's a shame he's going and he's got the, the rest of the um, training room behind him because at the corporate event um, they were really, really 
pulling him up and yeah, saying how good he was. And, and every time uh, there was an award, thanks, Matt. They were all saying, thanks, Matt. You know, Interesting, isn't it? Thanks for helping me out in my career. I mean... What a bloke. He's, he's obviously well-liked by the players, so it's got to be a problem with Ricketts. Yeah, it's interesting. Or maybe it? he's on good money, and we think we can reinvest that better in a younger player. Maybe yeah, it's a possibly, money thing. Maybe possibly. it's. But I could see him ended up at Warsaw, actually, we were saying at the weekend. But oh, also, you can do better than Warsaw. <laughs> Jesus But he used to play for him, didn't he? And he's, he, he's, yeah. got a, he's got a property firm in Birmingham, so he needs to stay local. So yeah. You bet he's wishing Solly or Moore's got promoted. He yeah, yeah. Gone, he could have gone and signed for them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, as a, as a podcast, you know, we're, we have our chance to say about players leaving. And he's the only one that's announced that he's fully leaving yet. So, you know, we just thank him for all his hard work for our football club. And he was also a very good representation of the football club on the off-field stuff as well. Mm. I know Omar Beckles takes a lot of the shine a lot of times, but everything I've been told from the community team, having spoke to them at sports parliament meetings and other bits and pieces, is that Matt was equally as, as, as bullish and, and wanted to just do as much as he possibly could and a real pro so yeah it's a shame to lose another one of those players so again from last season of that of that team we built and they're just going to slowly fritter away over time now but I wish him I wish him a good luck at whatever club he goes to next he hope he, he hope he gets another couple of years out of it yeah I was surprised he was the only player at the end that brought on his child you know, one of the kids no I think Josh Lawrence had his there kid another on. One, there was a few was kids on the, on the pitch yeah I only saw him with I only saw Matt and he had actually had the kid in his arms and let him walk and he was okay. clapping clapping while holding it and I thought you know what a shame to be going in, in, a, in a way like this when he wants to stop mm. and he's oh, a good player yeah. a shame oh, a real shame it happens though doesn't it so, you know, it's, some, I say not often we lose players that want to stay you know yeah. often they want to get, around, get, likely, get yeah. out and get more money don't they so it's not a common occurrence for us really yeah. so we're probably not used to it but um, in terms of the kids you were just mentioning kids then but in terms of the kids they announced the, the signing up of the second year scholars so the kids that have done their two years of, of the youth team yeah. and now we take on them and um, only took one on this year which is I think probably a little bit less than we have done in the last few years a, a kid called Kean Taylor who's a central midfielder um, I don't know too much about him obviously I've done the football manager stats and then I know a bit about the youth team from having gone and watched them there and he, he seems like a solid enough player but I, I, the, even some of the guys that we let go there was a keeper called Jack Atkinson who was highly regarded there's another guy that apparently Southampton were after called Reese Davis who we've let go so interesting decisions that they made and, and it's a shame to only be bringing one lad through but they'd also signed James Rowland a couple of weeks ago so that's another one to add to the list. Ryan Barnett's contract's just been extended, so obviously he was already on his pro deal, but he's come through our system. So there's a couple of young uns knocking around, so mm. we should have you know some youth players to maybe bed in next season, which is positive. It's good, yeah. Good luck to you, I say. Yeah, well, we'll have to see how he goes, won't we? Um, and then I was really just going to round this off with a couple of uh, sort of reviews of the Price family, really, this season, because... As I mentioned on the podcast, we all just talk football whenever we come round to your house on a Sunday, don't we, Dad? And yeah. whether it be me and even the kids now and you and your family, Mike, and Mum gets involved, or she just talks about Sean Wally all the time, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, we'll just start with you two, really, because, Mike, you're gonna, I won't ask you too much of this, because you're going to join us on the end-of-season podcast. Yeah, I'll keep you powered dry for Review that. the season, but just in general, what, it, what has been your sort of key takeaways from this season, Dad, really? Of what, went, what went wrong, I suppose, then? What went right? <laughs> Not a lot. Oh, no. What went wrong... <laughs> Was uh, the, the change of manager obviously didn't do us any good, any favours whatsoever. Yeah, uh, he was terrible. He had no communication skills. He didn't didn't engage with the fans. I never seen him come on around uh, on the pitch and clap them. And then so <laughs> big clapping fan over there. You've got to come. You've got to come and, and thank the, the supporters fans. and respect them. He never used to put his hands up he and acknowledge the cheers or any. Not that there was a lot of cheers this year. He was a dead funny bloke. And then, so Ricketts has come in and given him his chance, but his, his, you know, his win great. ratio has been poor, yeah, even cool. compared to Askey. So he's got a lot of questions to answer next year, so we'll yeah. wait and see. We will, we will. And just about the cup run, really. You, that, you know, the, that was good fun. The cup run was good. It was about the only highlight of the season, that. wasn't That's it? That's about it for me. 
Let's <laughs> see where I get my miserable from, everybody. There we go. Um, so that was your observation. I say Mike will get yours, yes. And, and also, what we did last season is I sat my kids down to record a little piece with them to see what they thought about the season because, you know, from the mouths of babes, you don't know what you're going to get. So I'll play that in now. So here I am with my, my little two, Rory and Elsa. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hello. 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 Um, yeah, we're just going to catch up with you like we did last season, really, in terms of what you know, two little ones think of the season. So, we'll just introduce ourselves. So, how old are you now? Nine. Nine. Rory, how old are you now? Nearly eight. Nearly eight. Big, big boy soon. Um, so, yeah, we've been to a lot of games this season, haven't we, Elsa? Do you yeah. want to just run us through what away games you went to this season? Um, we went to Scunthorpe, Wimbledon, Wickham, Blackpool, Bristol Rovers, Rochdale, Barnsley and Coventry. Yeah, we did a lot, didn't we? And we also went to Wolves at home in the Cup, didn't you? You went with Mum, she came to a game yeah. this season. And I think we did a few pre-season games as well. And I think you came to one nighttime game, didn't you? You really enjoyed that, didn't you, Rory? Yeah. What was the best thing about the nighttime games? Um, that, like, I got to see the full moon on that game. Yeah, the moon was out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that was really good. And, um, yeah, I suppose, let's just quickly ask you what you thought of the season, I suppose. So, Elsa, what was your favourite um, game that you went to this season? Well, I think my favourite game was probably the Wolves at Home game. Because, oh, okay. um, I liked it because I liked seeing, um... A, a small, a lower down team player, yeah. higher up team, and also I liked watching the Wolves fans fighting the Stewards. <laughs> oh no, Elsa! <laughs> it was end. a bit of trouble, wasn't there? You've yeah. not seen that at a match before, unfortunately, had you? But yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Us trying to beat them. We had a, it was a good result, really good atmosphere mm-hmm. that day, wasn't it? I like and and I know Rory, you're a little bit younger. You like our day trips out, don't you? So you liked our trip to Barnsley, didn't you? What did we yeah. do? When we went to Barnsley. Um, we went swimming and stayed overnight. We did, didn't we? And you enjoyed that game. It was an exciting game, wasn't it? We played really well. But we just we didn't win, did we, unfortunately? No. But we had fun talking. Do you remember talking to the Barnsley fans on the way out? Yeah. It was good fun, wasn't it? There you go. And and one of the things you got involved in, Rory, on this podcast that we did talk about was I made a wrong turn once, didn't I, on the way to Rochdale. <laughs> Where did we end up? I'm in Bury. And did you have to tell me we've gone to the wrong place? Uh, yeah. You did, didn't you? Yeah, you were like, Dad, why are we in Bury? So there we go. That was a bit of a mistake, wasn't it? So next season, we're playing Bury, Rory. So we'll go, I'll take you to Bury. That'll be fine. We can go there. Um, so yeah, we'll go. Let's, let's see favourite players. What about you, Elsa? My favourite player is probably Sean Williams because he is fast yep. and is um, very good, obviously. And <laughs> he's good on the ball, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. You like him? You think he's really, really good, isn't he? And he helped us when he came in at Christmas. You said so. Yeah. There we go. And what about you, Rory? You've got a player from last year that you really liked. Who's still here, haven't you? Yeah, I like Armand Beckles because he's um he's fit, fast. And it's strong, and he keeps his body on the line. He puts his body on. He certainly does, doesn't he, Rory? To be fair, and you really like that. You think he's hard, don't you? So, there we go. And I suppose we've not had a very good season, and you've listened to me moan about the football a lot, haven't you, guys? So, yes, um, what definitely. what do you think was what was wrong this season, Elsa? Well, I think first of all, um, it wasn't a good idea to keep swapping all the managers, <laughs> and. Um, we need some viral players back. We definitely do because we, need... we were way better last. Yeah, Roy's been saying that all season. You need the players from last season yeah. back, don't you? Who yeah. did you want back? Um, I wanted all of the players back. All of them. You liked Henderson, didn't you, last yeah. season? You would have liked him back as Me well, too. and Nolan. And yeah, you've been saying all season because it's been difficult to kind of get a new favourite player, hasn't it, Elsa? And I think at one point, half of this season, you were saying your favourite player, Luke Waterfall, wasn't it, Elsa? And that's slightly changed, hasn't it? Yeah. You like Rashawn better now, but yeah, you know. I still like Luke Waterfall, but if yeah. 
you've changed your mind. Sword, no, I don't like Luke Waterfall, but he's okay. And the one other thing you've been saying is you'd like Paul Hurst back as Nails. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. So what are you, what are you looking forward to next season? Do you think it's going to be better than this year or worse than last year? It's going to be year? average. going to be average? I hope it's yeah. better. You hope it's better? I, think we I hope, hope it's better. better, but it'll probably be average. Okay. Well, average is a little bit better than we did this season, so that's fine, I think. But there we go. Is there anything else you want to say about following Shoes Town this season? What about the fans? Has it been fun watching them? Well, yeah, but some people are a bit crazy. So <laughs> You do see some crazy people watching you. We need more people getting involved. Need more people to come and watch us away from home. Yeah, there needs to be more fun, um, like fun things happening. Oh, outside the grounds. Like more to do. inflatables. More inflatables. Oh yeah, we didn't do that this year, did we? And I told you yeah, all about more fancy actually. dress. Okay. Yeah, you saw some people at um, Coventry, didn't you? That you thought was really funny. It's been Some, a fun season, though, hasn't it? Someone had an inflatable diaper. They did. <laughs> I saw that. It was a baby. It was a baby, wasn't it? There we go. Okay, there we go. Well, we'll leave it at that, then. You think it's going to be slightly better next season. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's good to catch up with Elson and Rory about their, their thoughts on the season. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. So yeah, that was my two talking about the season. Um, they had, they've actually had quite a lot of fun this year, to be honest with us. And, and it is always great taking the kids to away games. You come with us sometimes, don't you, Dad? And we have a good day out. But sometimes, not this year. No, you haven't been to too many this year, but no. I don't blame you. But do you think it's fair what I'm doing to my children, indoctrinating them the same way that Dad did to us? No, it's grossly unfair. <laughs> I think. I think the poor little guys. Sometimes I look at their little faces, and if it went for them swimming the bass, they go to in the morning. I'd be ringing Childline, I thought, then. Uh, Ollie says that when I see him at the away games. But I'm just, all I'm waiting for is when my kids are old enough to go with you, and you can take them with you and get a weekend off. <laughs> Fair enough, they're more than welcome to come. They've just got to be well, a bit older. It's a shame they weren't there Saturday and saw the Walsall fans fighting, because I know Elsa enjoys the fans fighting. Yeah, she said, she said I asked her, you know, Mike hasn't had a chance to list yet, but you have, haven't you, Dan? And I said, she said, uh, she, the thing she liked the most this season was the Wolves game, and it's because she saw the Wolves fans fighting. Oh, she's, she's a horror. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to get her one of them hats with the goggles in, Mike. She, yeah, <laughs> she'll she be have one of them. She'll love it, Mike. Yeah, yeah, 10 years old and ready for a ruck. That's just terrible, isn't it, really? What, have I been, what am I raising? But um, there we go. So, yeah, that's the kids. And I think the last thing to do is to reflect on another thing that's mentioned a lot on this podcast, which is Sean Wally. So we better get Mum. So, Mum, you know, one of the things that was most highly regarded from last season's last sort of podcast was your re- review of Sean Wally. So... I'm not going to ask you about the season in general. What what have you thought of Sean Wally this season? Uh, I think he started off very well. He was looking fit and yeah. speedy and playing well, and then he got his injury, and he didn't sort of come back the same, no. unfortunately. So uh, you know, he still put a good performance in, yeah. and uh, he's, he's got the speed, and he runs at them, and he creates something. Um, but his crossing leaves a lot to be desired sometimes. <laughs> no, we all agree with you. So we we all have to say, you know, there's the good parts of Sean Wally, but you know, he's not what he was when he first came back. But, but next season he'll be back fighting fit. Good. And uh, two I'll more look, years. Look forward to watching him. Yeah, yeah, two more years. That was the best news that he's uh, been signed again. There you go. Good yeah. stuff. So oh, well, there right. we go. We'll, we have to wrap it up with Mum on the on the Sean Wally news. But um, that's okay. I... There we go. We've got one more podcast to come this season, then, which will be the end of season review. Which, uh, as I said, my brother Mike will be joining me on, and we'll be doing it with Lewis Cox and Mark Elliott. We'll hopefully be recording next Monday. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing that shot to stars office again. So thanks to Lewis for sorting that and. Um, once we've done that, we'll be going away for a little break. But we have this season, I keep we've said this a few times before, and we have started doing interviews now, but we hopefully have quite an exciting interview lined up for the summer as well. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be back for pre-season. So thank you, family, for joining me. No problem. Okay. okay. And thanks, everyone, for listening again. And, uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Boom. Bye. Good stuff. Cup of tea time. Yeah. Get that cup of tea.